This is So Far So Rare, a podcast about all things so rare. This week, I spoke to Mortz and we talked about lots of things that happened this week. We talked about the under-23 pools, the clubs that have renewed their licenses with SoRare. We looked at the My so Rare addition to the platform. We looked at the new limited card scarcity and we talked about golden auctions and that whole debacle. We covered a bunch of your questions and we looked at sort of portfolio gallery, whatever you want to call it, balance in terms of rares and super rares. And uh, yeah, really good chat with Mortz. I hope you enjoy it. So, Mortz, we've spoken before, we're about to speak again, albeit about a completely different platform than the last time we spoke. The less said, the better. How are you? Okay, thank you, John. Nice to be on the show. Yeah, no, it's, it's great to have you on. Um, we've obviously, as I say, talked before and also I've known you for some time now. You, you actually got on so rare before me. You've been on since the 20th of June last year. You're the manager of the Mortz machine. And uh, we're going to get into your gallery a little bit. I find it quite interesting, particularly the balance of it. And I want to know a bit about that. But before we do that, do you want to give people an idea of your first year and a month on the platform? Um, how you find the platform and yeah, just summarize it quickly for us. Yeah, sure. Um, okay. Uh, as you said, I've been on for a while. Um, I stumbled across it um, when the other platforms were all going sort of tits up. Um, and it was perfect timing because it obviously gave us a, and out of, of the misery into something else and the, um, the product's obviously great um, and that was it really I, I sort of picked it up had a quick go on it bought a few players didn't know what the hell I was doing then sort of didn't really do it much for a couple of months waited till sort of the, the season started and things started to happen and then I kind of went balls deep once I realised what was going on and mm. understood it a bit um, and I basically really overcommitted really early and bought loads of players I didn't know anything about, but, you know, did all the wrong things that like most people do probably. Um, but over the last year, I've kind of evolved and, you know, a bit of a stamp collector, you know, but I buy too many players, as you'll come to in a minute probably. And then that's <laughs> it. I'm, I'm basically totally hooked. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I've got a very obsessive personality. So I'm, I'm 24-7, so rare. Um, and that's it really. Well, that's, we talked about that very, very briefly before we hit record. We're both shift workers, so we both have lots of free days to ourselves. You're on a night duty where nothing's happening. You have a long break. Do you know, there's a lot of time to be sitting around on your Todd just having to fill your time. Um, And that's the nature of shift work. So I think we can both be guilty of being on the platform at unnatural hours. We're almost nocturnal sometimes. <laughs> but um, to get straight into it, something I wanted to talk to you about. And by no means, I haven't really looked through your gallery. This isn't... I don't this this couldn't be considered I don't think having a go in any way it's more just a question I want to know what the story is you, I looked at your gallery you've got 244 rares you have 11 super rares in comparison to myself <laughs> I've a third of the amount of rares I've 81 rares and 17 super rares but even at that just going off so rare data my gallery is worth about three more than yours and that I know that I focus heavily on quality. I do have a lot of absolute world beaters, like, and I know that. And sometimes I'm almost guilty because I don't have enough players to field teams in the midweeks because I don't have enough of your point not not or point not five point not eight players. Do you know, I've just got it's it's a great it's not a problem. It's a great position to be in. I have a lot of world beaters, like. How did that come about? Is there a strategy behind that? Is it you going in like a kid in a candy shop? Is it? Do you know, what's the story? How, how's that come to pass? 
Okay. Um, <laughs> well, as I sort of said a minute ago, I, I basically joined up like I did with other platforms, mm. got excited and was enjoying it so much. And <laughs> I wanted to be in every, every single league. So I kept investing money. I said, I'll start at 500 quid. Okay, 1,000, no more. 2,000, you know, and I, I kept going. And I wanted to have a team every division. So I can put, I can fill teams in any, any division at any point whenever it's on pretty much. So it's mm. that kind of, love of the game the sort of greed and I, if i see someone without sometimes not now so much i've kind of honed in on the better players now but back in the day when i first started i would literally just scattergun find a player try and get a deal by him you know and i'll just keep adding players trying to improve but it, you know I, i'm not the I, I know a lot about football but i'm not the best sort of trader i'd say mm. I, you know i'm one of those classic people that has bought the wrong cards and put teams in and not one and then gone right i'll buy another card i'll buy another card and instead of selling the ones that are dross i've kind of tagged them along with me and, and used them in other teams and you know i've got two attached to those players some of them so they're like my first cards i've had for a long time mm. so now i'm in the process of changing that whole thing i'm like you i've seen what you bought you you basically go for the you know the big boys you know the, the top yeah. cards in each division which is something that I should have done. And probably, I mean, I bet there's people listening to this now that are probably thinking, yeah, that's a good point. You've probably got, I've got five players for each each position in most of the divisions, which mm. is just ludicrous. I don't need that many cards. Mm. It, you see, it's one of those, I think, like long-term, you know, if they do go into domestic leagues as the actual competitions or the tournaments, you know, you could be sitting in a great position. But at the minute, like, if you were to enter Global All-Star, Under-23, Champion Europe, Challenger Europe, Champion America, Champion Asia, and let's even throw Special Weekly into the mix, that's 35 rare cards you can use in D4. Do you know, 35 yeah. is all you can really utilize each week. So, you know, I, that, that's something I did at the start. I think I had like 100 rares at one stage and mm. I had like no super rares. Because it just seems like such a plunge to take, doesn't it? And it's once yeah. you get started, you just have to go for it. But then once I started getting more and more super rares, it just unlocks D3. And I mean, you can enter D3 by rares, but it's tough. And this week, there should be a wee siren noise. I'm actually entering my first ever D2 team. And I think that's Ooh. what transitioning from rares to super rares has <laughs> done for me. Like, otherwise I would have been sat, those five super rares might have been uh 15 20 rares and they would have been sat on the bench this week so it's i don't know i think gallery balance is kind of an interesting one um, yeah i think it's a big def- thing that beginners agree. need to really yeah. consider do you know yeah i think it's easy to get swept up in the whole you know new players coming out new cards coming out teams coming out you trying to constantly improve but i think a healthy thing to do is to shift off the players you don't really need and that's what i haven't done for the best part of six, seven months, I've just kept them and kept growing and growing and growing. You know, so I, th- I think it's definitely a good lesson that I've learned, and other people can probably take from that. When you buy a player, buy them for a reason, and and if you don't need them, get rid of them because you know yeah. I've had forty-five training teams some weeks, which is ridiculous. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I think my my max ever is like seventeen or nineteen in the off season this this week mm. with all the teams back. That's another big thing to talk about. You know, yeah. this upcoming week is going to be huge for so many people i think there's only a few leagues not really back um in terms of what i've noticed obviously italy aren't in the mix um 
I think that's about it, isn't it? They come back yeah. there in August. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it takes so long as well. When, you got, when you're being greedy and you're trying to add the team into every division, it just takes hours. I mean, that's what I spend <laughs> most of my life doing in the evening, just trying to work out who's going where and then changing it. And as you do, I've seen, yeah, I watch, I watch your, your team build and stuff, and it's yes. just mad, isn't it? It's, it's quite stressful. <laughs> yeah, so for anyone who's on YouTube each week, I stick out my lineups and I sort of logic behind them. Um, so just search So Rare John Ellis, you'll find me. But like now it's got to the stage because last time I did these lineup videos was like May and then I started doing them again now. And even the last couple of weeks, it's just been the Jupiter League. There's maybe been three or four teams entered. But this week I'm entering like nine teams or something. I don't even, something like that. And it's a case of like, I can't actually just do that in a video because it's going to take me an hour. So now I'm having to like build them before the video and then talk through them because it's just not feasible to do all the head scratching and cursing and chopping and changing <laughs> because we all do that over the course of a week, I'd say. Do you know, we all do all that and I can't put that into one video. It's just not possible. But um, They're going for hours if you're, yeah. you're playing, it's going to take forever. But I have to I have to say a big thank you, I suppose, to everyone who does watch those, because I mean, honestly, I, I think it's a huge edge of mine almost, and people probably begrudge me it in a sense, and I would too if I didn't create content. But I stick those lineups out there, and so many people come into the comments, and there's people who know every league inside out, and they save my bollocks every week and say, John such and such isn't playing, this guy's suspended, this guy's transferred, this guy's got an eagle, he hasn't been in training. And honestly, like last week, I got saved about three or four lineups that would have had a DMP. And I have to say that of all my lineups that were put in to be competitive, I didn't have a DMP. Do you know what I mean? So and, I think and it's your, a, um, and your um, your community basically, or your followers and your people are basically giving you your edge. To yeah. me, that's your edge because it gives you a lovely <laughs> edge over the rest of us because we have to do our own research and you, you just throw <laughs> out there and go, yeah, guys, what, what have I got wrong this week? <laughs> Literally, everyone, like, I, I bring you podcasts, I bring you content. That, that's what you have to pay me with. I never ask for a fee. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, a, a big thank you for that. I do appreciate it. But here, do you know what? In terms of giving back, Mortz, um, there was, I asked people who listened to this show to leave a review on Apple. You were nice enough to do it and actually you were in the draw um you didn't win it would have been quite awkward if you won the week you came on yeah i'm sorry Bet but there will is. be um the winner was ljb17 they're in the usa <clears throat> they said john was the person that triggered me getting into so rare six months ago finding this podcast with the guests he's had on has been one of the best tools for following the so rare journey for me i can't say enough about how much i've enjoyed the new platform he's been given so big thank you that's a lovely lovely review reach out for your prize because I don't know who you are or where you are. It's LJB17. So fair play. And I mean, there will be future giveaways based on historic reviews. So everyone who's left them, you'll be into every other subsequent draw. So go and leave one um, now if you haven't. And next time I do a giveaway, you'll be in it. And last thing, speaking of giveaways, on my Instagram, my Twitter, all that, I'm going to do a big giveaway very soon. Um, Last time I did a giveaway, this is a funny one for you, Mortz. Some people don't like you doing a giveaway if you're an affiliate because they think you're trying to drive affiliate signups. And even though you're giving something away that could be worth 500 quid or a grand, you're seen as doing it for your own benefit. So you get lambasted. So I haven't done one in like six months, but I'm thinking, fuck the haters. It's time to give something away that's going to be pretty good. Yeah, I think why not? I think why not? you're giving away something free and it's helping people. I think just people are out of the mind, didn't they? And yeah. thinking the worst of everything. So I've sort of, something like why that. Not? Yeah. yeah, so that'll, that'll be coming soon. That'll be coming soon. Right, Mortz, run an order for today for anyone listening. We're going to talk about the under-23 pools and that debacle. It's been a very busy week. Uh, there's been some clubs um, announced for, like, renewing with So Rare. Their new cards are out. 
brush over that really because there's not a lot to say uh my so rare was added the limited scarcity has been sort of announced in a way golden auctions there was a shit show there and there's a bunch of questions uh which we're going to get to so yeah one last thing disclaimer my next door neighbors have twins right and they've had a bouncy castle up for three days now blasting ed sheeran 24 <laughs> 7 so oh, if God. you can hear a little bit of ed sheeran in the background i apologize i'm pretty sure you can't i can't hear it but i can't hear it no i don't know what it is do, like the do twins have to have like birthdays on different days just so they both get recognized or something because i swear this birthday's been going on a fucking week it's beginning to do my head in but I move on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's literally like a festival to a big unicorn bouncy castle and all and blasting out cheering kids laughing i'm telling you what and I've went on a long spiel here, Mortz, but the laughter of children is the bane of a podcaster's life in the summer. I'm telling you that. And I know I yeah. sound like a Grinch. That and the ice cream man, you always eat whatever you had before. Yeah. I, I, do you know what? I can't complain about him coming around in the summer. It's when he comes around in the winter in the pissing rain. <laughs> do you know? Why? That's, Why? Yeah. Anyway, Mortz, under 23 pools. So a quick, quick summary of kind of what happened and I'll see if you have any thoughts. Again, with all these things, if you have no thoughts or you don't care, just say. I'm not coming to you for any big answers. Um, so basically what happened was the under-23 prizes got pretty shit. Um, they were lacking. And the reason for that was was that a lot of the under-23 cards were actually in Global All-Star and other regions. Um, a much higher percentage than should have been. And a few people... <laughs> like I'm giving them a shout out here because this is where I went for my answer I was like what is going on here what is the debacle about big shout out to Perez previous guest in the show and Professor Tackers, also a previous guest in the show they noticed it they were delving into it and apparently they thought we were about 40% short of cards uh, for that week game week which might have been 189 or 190 I can't remember uh, in the under 23 divisions but so rare looked into it give a lengthy explanation I'm not going to go into on discord and they're basically trying to rebalance that taking some cards back out of global all-star and other regions um, and sticking them back in under 23s so that's kind of what happened now obviously I've been pretty bullish in under 23s a lot of other people have been very bullish in under 23s due to the long careers the rewards are up for grabs in those divisions um and all that so whenever you're spending a premium on these cards because they're under 23 eligible and then you aren't actually in the running for anything that's worth <clears throat> worth fuck all like it is a bit i don't know disheartening so it was a problem and i'm glad it's been fixed or at least they've said it's been fixed i haven't looked at the reward pools this week um did you have any thoughts on that or did you follow it or yeah i read the bit on the announcement and it was kind of I didn't realise either. I thought that in global you wouldn't really get under 23. I thought all the under 23 players for rewards would go into the under 23. But they were actually splitting it, weren't they, and putting X amount into global. So you're still winning the under 23 cards, but you've got to be entering the globals to get them. And I, and I see your point because a lot of people have gone gone for it of under 23. So they want to win under 23 cards, which is just a much better card to win, isn't it? Because you've got more more lifespan and utility with them. So. Yeah, and I, I think they've, they've pulled a, they've made a boo boom and they've, they've tried to pull it back a bit. And hopefully now this, I was just going to quick look at this week and there's, there's a few more cards in there, definitely more than there was last time. So hopefully it's corrected. Uh, yeah. Maybe look at that in a minute and see how many's in there. So 
Well, I'm going to pull it up right now. So, and actually, just a shout out to the rewards this week, dear lord. Like, if you mm-hmm. 788 people get a card in Global All Star D4, now that looks mad to me. But then, whenever you think about it, that's probably going to be 10%, which is still better odds than it was pre dynamic rewards, I believe. So, it is good. But you look at 788 and you're like, geez, how can I not win a card? But you have to be in the top 10%. I would imagine. Yeah, and, and it's 500. 500 odd tier threes out of that, isn't it? So, you know, tier threes yeah. can be hit and miss. It can be, you know, cart horses mm. to decent players. So it's a bit of a mix, isn't it? But here's one for you, Mortz, right? This is just as another side topic. In the last couple of weeks, I felt like I've done absolutely nothing. Fell well short. A couple of my strongest stacks and teams have been Bruges. We haven't been great um, and whatever else. But I won a Danny DeWitt and I won a some Asian player and I sold them both yesterday after listing the market's on fire it is I mean things are flying off the shelves uh we can maybe get if you want to talk about it. I know you're liquidating a wee bit at the minute but I'm finding it very easy to get things done there's a lot of a lot of offers coming in um and I mean like that felt like a shit couple of weeks for me but in those two cards it was not 0.15 not 0.168 which at the minute is probably like 500 quid do you know yeah yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Look at it like that, it's like holy shit! I just won five hundred quid, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Whereas I was so disappointed. Especially if they're rewards, they're rewards. So you've won them for yeah. nothing, effectively. So yeah, it is five hundred quid straight in your pocket balance. However you look at it, but yeah, I mean, I've I've bet probably out of my two hundred odd cards, I've had probably a hundred and something of them up for sale the last week. So I've been trying to claw back a bit of money to get myself into a, a place I want to be for selling and withdrawing and whatever. And I've had so many offers. I think it's definitely going for like a little boom period of people joining or people definitely setting up for the seasons coming. Mm. All the offers are coming, you know, more than I've ever seen in the last sort of couple of months. I think it's definitely like a a, a mix of boom new people and, and people really trying to refine their ports or galleries, sorry, to get them to a point where they're ready. Mm. Yeah. Um, I think because I was, I was asking the question yesterday to someone like, what is this like why why has this happened to the market and i think a lot of it is just down to i don't know if the the boom in the eth has kind of had anything to do with it in terms of people moving positions around so there's a bit more liquidity of people trying to exit people trying to enter people trying to do all sorts of things i don't know if it's i think i actually do put a lot of it down just at the start of the season and this is something that maybe so rare is more tied to conventional sports cards uh than we realized in like the soccer card or sports card hobby, the off season is a huge thing. The off season liquidity dies, prices go down. Um, people who like case in point going to get Erling Haaland's football um soccer card prices over the last sort of year and look at the like look at the graph of that. I don't know where you can find it, but go find it somewhere. Maybe so rare's tied more tightly to that than we thought. Maybe the off season is a huge thing. Maybe people just switch off, don't give a shit. There's a lack of liquidity. People aren't moving. People aren't competing for offers. Therefore, prices are suppressed. And maybe with football coming back, obviously thousands of managers joining in the meantime, it's just the perfect storm. And like the market is on fire. The ETH rise as well. In terms of fate, prices are through the roof. So I don't know. Maybe it's just something to note. Do you know, there's a lot of things that have been happening on the market. And I think it's I think it's a really good place at the minute. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, I've, I've, I've managed to turn over, you know, Get probably in four or five days, I've sold probably 20 or 30 players, and I've got the money now half money that I wanted to get to in my balance. 
so I can make a few decisions, you know, big decisions whether to buy or withdraw. And it's hasn't mm. you know, it's it's been quick and people have been coming in with obviously this standard rubbish offers, but there's been a lot of good offers as well and Discord's been great because people can talk to you and you're great you're speaking to someone in America one minute and then, you know, Germany the next mm. and Italy the next and it's quite good fun having these conversations with people and having a good old haggle and chatting about football and all that sort of stuff. It is quite quite good fun as well along the way. A hundred percent. I've uh I mean, I feel like I've been getting loads of offers. I listed maybe 10, 15 players last night. Um, and one that I've been trying to sell is, I, I did something cheeky, right? More to, I don't know, do you ever do this? So Thomas Strakosha, I just can't be arsed waiting about. I can't be arsed playing goalkeeper or let anymore. Um, and I don't know if he's going to be nailed this season or not. So I just, I've listed him for like, I had him listed for 0. 0.4, right? And a yeah. guy offered me like 0. 0.37, reject. 0. 0.38, reject. 0. 0.39, reject. I went and looked. And uh, the next one after me was like 0.45 in the market. So I was like, reject that <laughs> the fuck. Up that price to 425 or something. See yeah. what happens. Do you ever do, like, I'm always trying to just hug the bottom boundary. Like, um, but it's a dodgy one because at the same time, people just do a lot of their price scouting from so rare data. So like, you can list them for whatever you want, but if it's not a fair price, you won't get a nibble. No, I think people look at your price as well and say you've put him up for 0.4 and the closest is 0.45. I think, People will look at that and go, oh, he'll probably take 0.35. He must be desperate or he doesn't know what he's doing or he hasn't checked. So that they think they can get a deal and that would be a good deal for them, wouldn't it? Yeah. You've done the right thing by going back and going, oh, wait a minute, I can get a lot more money here. And going close to the 0.45 and yours is still lowest in the market, isn't it? So exactly. yeah, I definitely, definitely I've done that. I've even <laughs> negotiated with someone overnight and said to him, I'm going to sleep on it. We sort of agreed a price. And then overnight, I've sort of slept in it. It was like one in the morning, I had to go to bed. I was absolutely knackered. Got up in the morning and thought, no, he's absolutely pulling my pants down here. So I had to message him in the morning <laughs> and say, uh, sorry, mate, I can't do 0.35. I'll take 0.38. And he was up to like yeah. 0.34 or whatever, whatever it was. And um, and he was absolutely livid. He absolutely like gave me a hat, you know, dogs abuse down the old yeah. Discord. And I had to apologize and I see you know, all the excuses. And then he sort of came to an agreement in it. It's actually right. In the end, but, <laughs> but I felt really bad and he, he was absolutely livid. But he ended up laughing about it after. But money's yeah. money. You can't give away free money to people you know, unless you're desperate. It's me. So I did a, I had a dodgy enough one yesterday, Mortz. And. I still don't know how I feel about it, but it's done. And a lot of it was down to that kind of, I made a deal and I had to stick to it. Do you know that way? And especially when you make content, you're easily tracked down. You're easily lambasted. I didn't want an old one-star review on the cards, you know? So I was like, fuck's sake, I need to, I need to do this. So what happened was a guy reached out to me out of nowhere and it was, you know, it was an actually like a pretty fair offer. Like normally that doesn't happen. It it made sense. The numbers checked out. When I looked at his maths, it was it was pretty much right. And he wanted my Lafont and my Osherman for his Vandevert and his Kessie or Jonathan David. And I already yeah. have Jonathan David. And it wasn't like mm-hmm. a rookie card. It wasn't none of this. It was like a new print one. So I was like, mm, it's not that collectible. But I was like, do you know what? No, I don't need him. I don't need this. Da, 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 da. I think Vandevert is a good upgrade on the font, but Osherman to Jonathan David or Cassie is a big downgrade. So I was like, no. Yeah. But the maths was about right, and I think he was going to add a bit of ETH. Whatever way the day transpired, back and forth with the guy, my girlfriend's away for two days. I have too much time. I'm humoring everyone <laughs> who messages me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it came to, he had a guy who he was talking to who could sell him 
Van Dyke for a certain price and he said to me he'd give me Van Dyke and Van de Vert for Le Font and Oshiman cool. plus 0.3 right so he wanted uh, me to yeah. add 0.3 to it and I, I did the maths and looked at it like and again this is where like your own yeah. situation on So Rare comes into it a good deal for one person might be a good deal for another but I have Trent Alexander-Arnold who I know should be utilised under, tw- under 23s as much as possible but I have a lot of decent under 23 players and on an occasional week depending on how the fixtures go I think Trent Van Dyke in champion could be a monster. And I think if you get that right on a week where Van Dyke scores a header, inevitably from a Trent cross, yeah, I think you. you could be on. Yeah, you're winning a card. You're winning a big card that week. So anyway, Mort, I'm going, off, I'm going off on one here a bit. But bottom line was, he, I said, um, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I was home <laughs> and hand. I didn't feel right because I like Oshman. I think he's in for a big season. Uh, but I've a load of like under 23 forwards who are champion of Doku, of Joe Felix, of Jonathan David, of a bunch of them. So I was like, I don't need him. And good, I ended up saying, look, I can only do it. I can only add 0.15. And he was like, not a chance. There's no way I can do that. I said, no worries. All the best. And he was like, ah, oh, well, no, uh, you're asking me too much here. I'm not Santa Claus, is what he said. And I said, <laughs> it's 0.15 or not. And then he was like, okay. And I was like, oh, fuck. He said, okay. We have a, <laughs> we have a deal. I checked his gallery. He bought Virgil van Dyke one minute ago off your man based on my word, do you know? Oh, no. And I was at that stage, I was like, oh, God, I said 0.15 thinking you wouldn't say yes. Oh, no. But whenever I sat on it, it was like, it was such a marginal deal. One yeah. of us probably won by 0.1, 0.2 max. Mm-hmm. I'd made the deal to save the shit storm and everything else. I was like, just accept it, just send it. Like, you committed now. Yeah. But it's funny that because it happens as all. You know, you're in there, you're Billy Big Bollocks in the negotiations. And then when it comes to crunch time, you're like, fuck, do I really want to do this? Yeah. It's not bottling it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so you've, you've lost Osherman and the font. But again, Vandevert. Who, albeit gank like shit at the back at the minute, but I think, yeah. I think they the issue with Lef- they get better. The thing for me was this: Mort's right. Vandevert has a bit more longer at under twenty threes. He is an easier stack with another under twenty three player. You've got Lakumi, you've got Questa. You can pick either of them, stick them in with Vandevert. Whereas whenever yeah. you go Lafont, well, I think he's a great keeper, destined for at like top five champion, really good team. Um, he's he's in nonce, but I think he'll be in like a. I don't know, like a Leon or Juventus like a bloody. Like I mean, that, he could yeah. even go to a Juventus. He could go to a proper Champions League yeah. club. Who knows? Yeah. But bottom line, what I'm saying is, at the minute, short term utility for the next year, the next two years, there's no one really announced I want to stick with them, and they don't keep a lot of clean sheets. So it's like, in terms of utility, I did think Vandevert was a big upgrade. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd agree. I mean, he's, he's a fantastic card, and everyone in the platform wants that card, don't they? The Vandevert is he's like a garden. Yeah. Golden child of that from is one of those goalkeeper wise. I mean, the fonts yeah. is he getting close to the end of his 2023s or is it was he 22? He's not too old, is he? Or too too young? He's sort of in the catchment where he's mm. still useful for another year in 23, isn't he? I think so, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's quite a good move, even though it's hard to take to lose those players. Yeah, like price move and whatever move. I think Lafonte van der Verde, if it was a straight swap, I do that every day of the week. Um, yeah. because there is this strange hype around Vandevert on so rare as well mm. possibly unnecessary like don't get me wrong the guy's probably an amazing player uh, well he is an amazing player and that, there's no probably about it he's a very very good promising young goalkeeper but he is definitely overhyped in a so rare in the so rare yeah. space 
relative people, to his peers. Do you know what I mean? People people rave about him like he's. You it's know, his hair, and it's like Quinny yeah. loves him, and you know, the, the, there's like Vandevert Club and all this. Like people love him. Um, so I think even in terms of liquidity and a premium on its price, like it's an okay, it's a decent move. Um, so yeah. that's why I did that. The Oshman for Van Dyke is much of a muchness. Do you know, Van Dyke a bit older coming back from ACL. I get the risks associated, but anyway, I've rambled on too much there about a single trade, but Mortz, we were in the <laughs> middle of looking at the under-23 pools when we went off. Okay, yeah. So yeah, sorry, in global right. under-23 D4 this week, so far there's 1,250 entrants, which is about a fifth of what's in global so far. We're recording yeah. this on Wednesday at about 5 or 6 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Um, 216 people get a card. That's decent. Um, now, albeit... 150 of them are tier threes. So yeah. 64 get tier twos. Fifth to 12th get a tier one. And fourth to first get star rares. It's, I don't know. It's probably better than it was before, but a 216 cards, you can't complain at that. Can you? Yes. No, it's better than it was. It's still not perfect, but I think we want we want the world, don't we? But mm. if you're getting a tier three, 17, 18, 19, 20 year old, whatever, there's a good chance that that player's not in the team yet or going to grow into the team. So if you're patient or, you know, I think you'd be unlucky to get absolute dross in tier three mm. because they're young, aren't they? So they've got the, the chance of making it still, haven't they? Rather than some of these 35-year-olds you get that retired or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. The um, Division three for under 23s now, we're talking 39 places to get cards. That's tier two up. And then my first ever entry into Global D2 under 23 18 people get super rares and what actually amazed me Mortz like it amazed me actually I'll tell you my team very quickly for people listening Schubert and Goal George Bello Efrain Alvarez Kakaray and Jonathan David so I'm excited for that they're all super what's rare what's that your D2 yeah I know you yeah, kind of need easy. a unique but look fuck it, you never know what'll happen but what amazed me Mortz was the prize pool for the special weekly like it amazed me, right? And I I think the entries to this will be low enough because it's a weird enough stipulation. Ah. It'll be a bit of a luck of the draw. There's a maximum of 40 score Eredivisie players. My issue is all my Eredivisie players are like Ajax players who have amazing averages, so I can't even enter a team here unless I buy players. Buy, but, yeah, but you always buy the best players. That's the problem. So if, you, if you've got <laughs> a, a, a billion players like me that are half crap, then I'll, I'll be all over this. You'll be able to enter this, no problem. Like, yeah, yeah. But I mean, look at that. 66 super rares are getting given out. I don't care if they're tier three or what. They're one of 10 cards on so rare. 66 cards, like. That's an obscene pull. I haven't seen it. it. That's absolutely obscene. 27 tier two super rares or better. Do you know what I mean? Like you're talking there. uh, Am I right in saying that before it's only been first, second, third? That's it. A lot of the time, isn't it? I haven't entered it. I haven't read the stipulations. in a lot of the specials, you've only got a card for first, second, third, and nothing else, I think, for a lot of them. So I've sort of not bothered because I think well, I'm never going to get into those top places. But this is this is unreal. That's awesome. That's mad. Like, yeah, 23 people are going to get a tier two super rare, right? 23 people. Like, in that pool, just a quick sconce, okay? Koki Machida's there. Imagine a super rare Koki Machida. That's a decent yeah. card. Like, that's a really good card. I mean, you're talking... Um, 
Gotoku Sakai, I don't know what his situation is if there's been a transfer in him, but Jens Turnstra, I mean, he's definitely yeah. like utilizable. Well, <laughs> well think about this way you're going to get people entering this who are just in global D4 because they've got a lot of players that aren't hitting high scores because they're you know, smaller managers and whatever. Mm. So you're going to get a manager that's got a, a port full of, you know, 10 players or whatever have put in 500 pounds and they're going to get a thousand pound card potentially exactly or, and that, or whatever, you know, that's amazing for them isn't it because they can re refine their their gallery or build for a different division 100 percent. i think it's uh i think it really is good for progression and balancing it out like yeah. reese williams takumi, takumi minamino norden josh cullen you know, there are decent players pablo sarabia Camp. Balbuena, um, maybe that's not the best card in the world. I don't know why I said his name. He's, Ivan Ordets. Yeah, but, but they're players that are playing every week, aren't they? A lot of those players, they, you know. And a lot of them, they most, like the score well, yeah. Brooks Lennon. Yeah. Anyway, there's enough time I'm, on that topic, Mortz, I think. I'm, I'm definitely into that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I can. I actually just don't think I can. I have no players eligible. I have t- shopping. Taj Van Loon, who don't know if he'll play or not. I might have to go shopping for 39 averagers. Yeah. <laughs> Longer than everyone else. We're, gonna, we're not going to talk about this too much, but there's been yeah. a lot of new clubs, uh, card releases, like newly, um, like renewed licenses and stuff. I don't think there's been too many new clubs other than the Austrian Bundesliga that hasn't actually been covered in the podcast, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like the addition of the Austrian Bundesliga. There's questions about the saturation of the challenger pool and so on and so forth. Salzburg could win 5 0 every week. Um, it could throw under 23s into disarray, like some of the players there. I was happy yeah. that I had a Brendan Aronson. But the bottom line here is it's great to see, you know, the renewal of them, lots of nice new cards out there. It's I love seeing these European rookie cards. I think they look great. Yeah. Okay. Um what I do find strange is the Shakhtar thing. Mm. Now, they obviously had an agreement with Shakhtar. Shakhtar aren't currently scorable other than like Europe, right? Yeah. They're renewed again. Shakhtar released today. Do you think they have some sort of ambition of adding that league? Or what is it about? Because why would you have them? Other than unless they made like a two-year deal or something with them initially. I get them for European nights and I get them maybe for some of those high potential young Brazilians. But like, I don't know. It just, it, it just bit, seems weird. weird one. It is a weird one because... If you buy their players, you can only use them sort of four or five times in the season or whatever it works out, however far they get in Champions League or whatever they're in. So it is a bit of an odd one. And there was a question about this on, 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 when you put the question out about how would you explain that to someone who has joined the platform? Oh, how yeah. would you explain the Shakhtar? You know, and we could almost answer it now quickly. But if I was explaining to someone new, you, I'd say don't buy these players because you're going to buy them and not better use them often. So you'd think that so rare who want to get the top 20 leagues and that sort of stuff are going to try and get them on board, but maybe they just can't for some sort of legal reason or something we don't know. Maybe we could ask them at some point and they can make a thing of trying to find out why, because it is a bit odd, isn't it? It's a bit of a, not pointless cards, but very limited utility cards. Mm. You see, like, is the Ukrainian League one of the top 20 leagues in the world? I don't actually know if it is. Maybe it is. I mean, Shakhtar do compete in the Champions League. They've had some great Champions League nights, but like, I think they have to be in the top 20 if they've got Champions League football. No, it, it, yeah. I'd be surprised if they're not. I'd be amazed if they're not. And why would they get them on board so early? I mean, they've gone for them quite early, haven't they? Their, their cards have been in a while. So maybe they're, I don't know. Maybe we need to ask them. 
What I've the... looked up. Now, this is a random list from the Bleacher yeah. Report of the 20 top football leagues, right? Yeah. Apparently, we've got Peruvian Premier Division. Okay, they're in. <laughs> if Peru are in, Shakhtar are yeah. in. Romania, Greece, <laughs> Uruguay, Colombia, Belgium Pro League in 15th. That's a bit harsh. Maybe yeah. that's just our biases. Czech Republic, mm. Ukraine, apparently are 13th. Um, Turkey, Mexico, Russia, Portugal, Netherlands, Argentina, Brazil, France, Italy, Germany, England, Spain. So yeah, they're probably in there. But um, yeah, I've nothing else really to say on that unless you do. Yeah. No, I don't think it must be a reason. Maybe they'll tell us at some point, but it does seem odd having these cards mm. on it with the blue little blue cross, isn't it? Saying basically Champions League or Euro- European games only, or obviously International League as well. But Morts, yeah. I'm fucking calling it now. I'm, f- I'm calling it now. Come on in. Well cut. You said they're adding two leagues, didn't they? Yeah. So they've added Austria. Ah. They've just released Shakhtar's cards. They said they're going to complete a league. Maybe that's it. Do you know... Don't get me wrong, I'd much prefer seeing France completed. I'd much rather see Italy completed, Germany completed. But, do you know, why would you renew this sort of Shakhtar thing if you're not going to get them scorable soon? That's Could we shout. see a Brendan Aronson bounce on some of those Shakhtar young players? Could we see that type of thing? I don't know. I mean, all these new Austrian cards, there's loads of them, isn't there? I mean, I've looked through and I've almost given up and trying to to research them because there's so much other stuff going on. So if they put another league on it, it would just be so much, so many players. But I don't know. It's a good shout, though. I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. I'm either a hero or a dunce, like we'll find out very soon. Um, Next thing to discuss very quickly, last night... Or yesterday, they introduced MySoRare. So it's a feature to help you keep track of your transfers, trades, bids, and deposits. Um, Basically, there's seven key sections. I'll do them very fast. New card auctions. You can keep track of your ongoing bids, won or lost auctions. Manager sales. You can see full list of cards you've bought off the manager sales market. My listings. uh, Cards that you're trying to sell uh, or you've sold. Offers received, offers sent, pretty self-explanatory. Follows, a list of your followed players. It's much easier to manage, and that can be a very, very handy tool, um, particularly for super rare hunting, I think, uh, and transactions, transaction history of all your ETH transactions. Now, they also changed the market titles to new signings is now new card auctions, and transfer market is now manager sales, which is good, much more self-explanatory to new players. Um, something I'm just going to open up my so rare if you go to transactions now maybe I'm being a fool right transactions they're all there don't get me wrong right and that's great but what I would love is like a summary I'd like to be able to see how much ETH I've deposited how much like how much at the time of transactions was that in pounds and euros whatever Um, I don't know if that's possible on their end but basically I'd love to be able to see my total ETH deposited total ETH withdrew total sales volume total buys do you know what I mean because when you're working out things for tax purposes, it's great having the transaction history. And it's actually, do you know what? I get that this is handy to go in and see, oh, that bid was accepted. That card didn't sell. This happened, that happened. You can go back and see what's actually happened or why you've just, like your ETH rewards, et cetera, et cetera. Don't get me wrong. I see the positives. But it would be really good to have like a, I'd love them to expand on it. I'm sure they will with time is what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, it's going through the testing stage now, isn't it? I think they've asked people to sort of test it and, Hopefully it will just keep getting improved and improved. But I love the idea of 
seeing what you've sold for your your total sales and all that sort of stuff. I mean, Serial Data has got a sort of a bit of information, isn't it, that does that, mm. like your your roster value. But it'd be nice to have a go-to place that you can sort of check all of your history. Like you say, it'd be lovely to work it all out and go back and review it. But I think it's a really good app. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get on the testing team to, 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 to have, um, have a trial out on it, but I, I hope I got on. Um, but I'm looking forward to playing with that, and uh, should, should be useful for the community. My dog's going crazy. I tried mute myself. People on this podcast are used to either my dog going crazy at a postman, neighbor's kids laughing, or ice cream man. Something's really pissing him off. But we're just going to play on. Um, were you mentioning? Were you referencing that? Is it so rare, shark or sharp or something? There, when you said about an app, or are we on about so rare? Um, the app as well. Yeah, I was saying is this sharp? Is sharp, isn't it? As well, is that app that's coming out? Is it sharp? Yeah, so rare, sharp. sharp. Why did I say shark? Yeah, that- <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, wouldn't it? Like so rare shark. Is yeah. there like a so rare shark or someone who's been liking my stuff? There is I a shark like... out there. Yeah, there ah, is a so rare well, that, shark. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Is, yeah. So so rare sharp. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing how that transpires mm. and how it works out. Hundred percent. Lots um, of good things for us to use as a community, which is kind of great. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Um. But yeah, just to summarize that the my so rare part of so rare now it's great that there is that bit more depth to it it's a great yeah. positive move i think there's a lot that can be expanded on there but it's definitely a positive move um right next topic more unless there's anything more for you there no no that's cool so the new card name has come out today uh let me go and try and find it there was mm. a so rare posted on twitter let me see i'll find it um they posted a little video saying introducing the name of our new scarcity drum roll more coming soon and it's just the yellow background that we've seen and it says limited coming soon and there's been images shown of the website where it says like unique super rare rare limited is now that next one um so the one of a thousand cards are going to be known as limited cards what's your gut feeling on that i have a bit of an opinion yeah my initial my initial Thing straight away was why limited is you're putting more cards on so it isn't limiting it it's almost expanding isn't it so uh, if you're putting a thousand extra cards on i just think it, it didn't compute to me straight away and then i was on sort of discord and whatsapp groups and having a chat and whatever and there must be a reason behind it because they're quite good they're good at forward thinking so you might find out in days to come there's a reason why they've called it limited mm. might make more sense but i just don't think it makes sense but what do you think mate so for me the logical decision was obviously and i've been saying this honestly since february go back and look at my 2021 prediction video mm-hmm. i've been saying uncommon one of a thousand yeah. is the logical next step uncommon yeah. follows the traditional sort of like the Fortnite type thing you know mm-hmm. common uncommon rare all that sort of shit um epic and legendary i know that's a bit different but like uncommon uncommon it makes sense now limited also sounds like it they're limited do you know it doesn't i don't think it's the most it's the best name to promote do you know like oh these cards are limited i don't think like to me it doesn't jump out as like limited edition they're all bloody limited edition it jumps out to me at like they're limited in what you can do like i've, I've you know, got a theory that, i've got a theory too i'm gonna come in and say it quickly first Go on so in. that you can't <laughs> see that i have a feeling one day they're gonna have one of ten thousand that could be uncommon so they want to save that ah okay that'd be crazy 
one day, you know, whenever you have millions of users, a one of 10,000 isn't that crazy. When you think of that, even at one of 10,000, if they get to where they talk about, if they get to 10 million users one day over Mbappe's career, 150,000 of these cards, meaning that one in every 10, one in every 100 managers can have one. I don't think that's as crazy as it sounds. One day, five five years in the future. That makes sense long term because there would be so many people playing this game. But then if there was, you couldn't have, and this is what I think, this is the limit of my career, you couldn't have a million people in Global D4 because it would be ridiculous. It it wouldn't be possible because there's only so many rare cards. Exactly. So I, I've just had a brain dick. It's probably completely wrong. I'm going to the right dick, but limited. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if limited is almost because the way they explain what they're going to do with the academy, maybe limited means those cards are limited to only being used in divisions below D4. So the mm. academy will come in and those cards, because people have said, oh, maybe you can use a, a limited card with your D4s. And in my mindset, no. maybe they're going to make all those cards limited to a separate division a separate area so you can't mix and match so maybe that's yeah. why it's limited is it's limited to a certain part of the game so it's its own little week yeah its own little area for those cards so the cards won't ever mix just an I, idea i think so i i don't think i think it would be bad i do not like the idea whatsoever of and i don't think it'll happen point blank i do not think it'll happen and i honestly think that if it did happen it could be like a proper, it would be a monumental fuck up and would drive a lot of people away. And it would really make me question my position on the platform. And I mean that if they come in and said D4, you can now use these limited cards, one limited card. Now they won't do that. You know, they they won't do that. And if Yeah, yeah, they can't do that because that'll just kill the prices of keepers first and foremost, because that's where everyone will go for their keepers. And Mm -hmm. it'll also kill the price of other cards. But what they could do and what I don't have such a problem with, but I still don't really like, is you can enter one of them with, uh, I think someone said in one of the questions, like a 70% hit and 80% hit in your points. Then what's the yeah. bloody point in having one? Do you know what's the point in what's doing it? To, to enable yeah. the team, do you know, to enable the team of four rares. But then yeah. all that's doing is letting people who can't afford a keeper or who aren't able to splash out, it's letting them have a chance with the four players four players score 100 and all of a sudden 10 people do that one week with their four players they score 350 and me who's entered five players who's put that extra money in gets shafted out of a tier three card tier two card because other people have been able to enter with a keeper that's limited even though that keeper is getting 10 points do you know i don't yeah. know obviously it's a lot of hypothesizing but the bottom line for me on this morts is i genuinely i trust the team to do it right um, yeah, I think they'd be limited to D5, D6 and so on. Yeah, maybe it just makes sense to me because then you're you're not crossing over all those cards. I think if you keep them at their own level, there's going to be a lot of those cards because thousands of every one, isn't there? So mm. it just makes sense to have its own area, this limited area that people play in and grow in and do whatever they do and you know, and then they, then they can come up into the rares and come up into the higher divisions. So... Yeah, I mean, we don't want our cards to be affected by either. You know, we will put lots of money in and lots of time in to get these cards. And if they start mixing these cards in, it's going to devalue our positions and our cards. So, And I don't think, I think it's good for people when they first join, like the Rookie League, to be in a separate league, not to be just thrown in because they, they're they in a, a level playing field of other people and they can get to learn the game. And if these 
you know, limited cards are in their own divisions and leagues and academies and all this sort of stuff. I think it's just much healthier for a, like a forward planning point of view. And they are good, like you said, I totally trust the way they, they do things because they, they do react well and, and plan well and think ahead really well, better than any other platform I've ever been on. But then I'm, mm. I love it and I'm biased. I could be, you know, could be totally brainwashed, but I don't <laughs> think I am. I don't think I am. Yeah. We've been there before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, as yeah, I say, I say this, I think I say this most weeks, like disclaimer to anyone listening, I am very bullish on the platform. I'm very, very excited. I don't want that being misconstrued with John as an affiliate and he pumps the shit out of it. Like by all means, take what I say with a pinch of salt. Do you know, I've been wrong before. I'll be wrong again, but um, come and have a chat to me if you feel that way. More next topic if you're ready. We could probably stay yeah. on limited cards a bit more, but I mean, like, what is there to say? We don't have anything. It'll probably come out later today as soon as we hang up from the podcast, and that's just the nature of the world and what's going to happen. Yeah. We're just guessing, so we might as well let them give us some more information. Before yeah, we, exactly. Yeah. We can hypothesize all day, but I'd say by the time this podcast even comes out, we'll know a bit more. Um, Golden auctions. There was an absolute shitstorm. The wheels were, their blowholes were going mad. They were sending the platform into disarray earlier in the week. Um, so did, did you hear anything about that? I can kind of try and summarize it a bit. Um, but yeah, yeah, a little bit. A little, I knew the whales were in full, full flow, jumping all over each other. And, and, and yeah, it was, it was disgusting. <laughs> I couldn't get involved, mm. but yeah, I didn't like it. <laughs> Yeah, you you, yeah. you probably know more about it. So I'll let you summarize it. So, better. right, I've just how I've done this, and shout out to you if you're listening. A dot J dot. Literally, how I have caught up on all this is by searching your name in Discord. So I'm just kind of reading your comments. So the other day, I think basically what happened in a nutshell, and don't get me wrong, one of these wheels will come on, not that they will come on, but they might want to come on, or they they could summarize this in a much better way. But basically what happened, to my knowledge, is so Rare teamed up with Golden Auctions, right? Golden Auctions are the leading sports memorabilia auctioneers in America for like. Yeah, sports memorabilia, sports cards, whatever else. The partnership makes sense, but they've recently been bought out. Their systems and etc. are a little outdated. And there was an auction, I think it was for the Kevin De Bruyne unique card, Mbappe's rare, a few other players were there. And that that those auctions were meant to culminate. I think it was like Sunday night or something. It might have been Monday, I can't remember. And what happened was whenever it was about to be done, there were fucking issues. Something crashed, the site crashed and people who were winning with like five seconds to go ended up, I think Golden basically said, we're going to add 24 hours onto this auction because the site shot itself and people didn't get a fair chance, right? Now, people called bullshit and basically said the prices didn't go as high as you wanted. You want to give people a more chance, more time to bid. Um, yeah. And on top of that, something that was quite fishy happened where three or four wheels of the so rare community if you will said that conveniently the maximum bid that they had set was where the bidding had went to so let's okay. say three of them set their max bids to something conveniently they were bid to that point and no further do you know oh, so okay. they were calling bullshit saying Someone in Golden knows what our max bids are and someone is bidding us up to our max bids to increase the price because while this seems like a nice and a great partnership on the face of it for so rare, Golden take a percentage um, commission 
for basically like being an auctioneer. So they're, I don't know, I don't know when what they're... Money, when you get money involved, I wouldn't be surprised one one bit that it's a bit fishy. Yeah. yeah. So bottom line is there's a percentage added on as like a commission. I think it's like 20% or something. It's, it's substantial. So <laughs> these like people were going in spending 100 grand a card and then the card was actually going to cost them 120 grand, 125 grand. But the it seemed like a bargain because it was like a Kevin De Bruyne, Unique, and Mbappe. But then the auction was pushed back 24 hours. They didn't think it was fair. Like literally throwing the toys out of the pram, going <laughs> buck daft, saying we're selling up if this isn't sorted type stuff. Yeah. So Rare came out and made a statement. I think Golden shot themselves a bit, apologized a lot. Um, From what I've read, A.J.'s been on the phone to like, I don't know, CEO or the big guy at Golden and my latest search as I said how I'm keeping up to date with this and just to put a nod on this and forget about it um, and again shout out to J.Dot for all your comments in general they're very good for making a podcast and reading uh, I mean if you want to go for a bit of a dramatic read they're definitely a good read it's like a little book hey everyone just wanted to post an update on the golden auction situation long story short the so rare team handled this stressful and unforeseen situation with incredible class despite how heated all of us winners were brian reacted coolly coolly and managed to get all the taxes and fees wiped off for everyone even discounted the buyer's premium at a small amount still would not recommend any future golden so rare collabs for a while but the so rare team did an amazing job making the best out of a bad situation thank you so rare team so again bottom line we can make here or bottom thing we can take away the, the last thing we can take away from this is that it was a golden problem yeah not necessarily so. a so rare problem do you know mm. now by proxy, so rare working with Golden, Golden fucking up. It is a so rare problem, but you know what I'm getting at? In terms yeah. of resentment or or the, the sentiment in the so rare community, people are pissed off at Golden, not at so rare, which I think is a positive. Um, yeah, we don't want people to start telling their galleries and freaking out over something that's not necessarily their fault. So yeah, you've got to keep it in perspective of whose fault it was and how it all happened. And yeah, no need to overreact, is there? I tell you what, one last thing just on this. These comments are crazy. Go to go to Discord, go to general, look up a.j. and what he said. He sent a photo of the whole bill in and how fucking ridiculous the entire situation is, he says. So he bought a card for 140 grand. I'm pretty sure that's the Kevin De Bruyne unique. The buyer's premium on that was 32 grand. Shipping and handling was 17 quid, right? <laughs> so on a, on a bill of that, they still had the audacity to stick in 1796 for shipping and handling a fucking digital card, right? Wow. Sales tax was 14 grand. Insurance was 1500 quid. The total for buying a 140 grand card was $187,000, 647. Like, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, That's like, I mean, ridiculous. geez. Isn't that obscene? Yeah. That's just, I can't even get my head around any of that. The amount of money for, I just, yeah, that's ridiculous. Mind blown. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so look, bottom line is, Golden fucked up. Situation's been resolved. I don't hold anything against so rare for teaming up with Golden in the first place. I think it was a good partnership. I think it made sense. But I think in practicality, not that I was anything to do with it, the auction was an issue. Um, something, Another last kind of point on that, just to add to the drama um a lot of people are kind of having a go at golden on social media because basically what golden did was they reached out to a lot of people in the so rare space and were kind of like hey 
fancy promoting our new so rare cards we have up for auction and a lot of people bet and a lot of people posted things um kind of being like oh don't forget these auctions end you know and all this sort of shit um hmm. and then like the most cringy thing they did right and this and i'm not i'm not i'm not one to have a go don't get me wrong big ken golden hero of the collector's game big ken golden knows how to pump a card price don't get me wrong but a company of that status messaging individually a bunch of different random ads who have so rare in their name myself included is one thing right they asked me to promote it i said yeah i'd be interested what do you have in mind i was thinking like some sort of giveaway might be on the cars it would do something and basically what all they sort of said it was kind of like you know ever uh, bars want musicians and they say mm-hmm. come on uh come and play music for us you'll get exposure but we're not paying you that was kind of what i was giving back i was kind of like they were like we'll retweet it you know it'll be great and i was like nah i'm, <laughs> I'm not like i'll organically mention you on podcasts i'll yeah. organically mention it which I have done and which I did do at the time, but I'm not going to like just sell myself out and like promote you, do you know, without advertising, yeah. without saying it's an ad. So I was just like, no, thanks, but no, thanks. Right. And then they go, yeah. yeah, they didn't even reply. I think you did the right thing. Really? I, I sent a very nice message saying, yeah, look, really appreciate it. Ha ha ha, whatever. Ghosted me. So that's one thing. The worst <laughs> thing you could do on Twitter and the most annoying thing you can do on Twitter, right? And this is, Normally, people who do this have like 10 followers. They're new to the community. They're trying to build a following. I understand their motive. They're trying to get their name out there. They're trying to get eyes on their page. They're trying to get involved in the community. So there's an innocent kind of thing behind it. More so I'm aware I've been talking at you for like 15 minutes now. But thanks for That's bearing fun. with me. I'm feeling fun, energetic man. this week. <laughs> like um, so Golden Auctions on the day of the auctions literally like tagged like 40 accounts under a post. Like... They tagged everyone as in like, you know, that's something you do when you're like a new account, unestablished, no reputation. You're basically trying to get people to like, follow, engage on your stuff because you need the kind of, you need the eyes. Yeah. When you're golden auctions, the most reputable sports memorabilia thing, the leading marketplace for trading cards, you don't just spam tag a bunch of so rare accounts. I just felt it was a wee bit cringe. I was about to say that's cringe. That's what, what, exactly what I thought of. That's cringe, isn't it? I don't know if you were tagged or not, Mortz. If you're so rare in your name, you probably were. But no, I don't. I, I don't put it into like my um into my story, so. Yeah. Nah. But look, just to put it again, put a bow on that and move on. I don't blame so rare. I think it was a good partnership in principle. Um, it just didn't really work out great, did it? So it'll be interesting to see if. If anything happens again with them, um, so yeah, I think that's about it for actual like things that aren't questions. Sports, is there anything else you want to add or talk about there? No, no, that that no, that's, that's, you covered it. You hammered it. You hammered the old gold bit. That was good. I really went at it there, didn't I? Be not hung over this week. Last week you were in a right state. It was it was fun listening to the last podcast because you <laughs> last on the one before you come back from a stag do and you in a right oh, state. Was a, yeah, like I barely talked. I'm making it up for yeah. this week. Yeah, uh, I literally been was there. like, been there. it was like a really important topic. I forget what it was, and I was just like, do you know what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I can't work it out. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. Like, um, yeah, yeah. someone actually called me out on something very funny this week. I'm going to give him a shout out. Um, simply Alex. 
<laughs> I thought this was hilarious. It was like last week I was saying, he says, uh, basically what happened was I bought Vandevert and I put it up on my Twitter being like, what have I done or something? And he said, podcast John Nellis. Yeah, I need to stop being an idiot going for under 23 goalkeepers. Twitter John Nellis. Ooh, look, I got another under 23 goalkeeper. And then I was like, I literally <laughs> fucking did that last week. I was like, why do I keep going for under 23 keepers? I don't need another under 23 keeper. And here I fucking am. My one justification is that it was LaFont for Vandevert, so I needed to replace LaFont. But, more it's time for you to shine. I'm going to start hammering you with questions. God, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the lads have uh, got a little WhatsApp group that other people have got, and I'm sure they've um, chucked a few in there. They've chucked a, a few in there. So look, what I'm going <laughs> to do, and this is a new thing I'm going to do, every week now um so please 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 go and engage and even if you can't be arsed asking questions or if you don't really if you don't have an hand to ask i appreciate that uh there's only so many questions that can be asked on any given week but i'm going to start asking the questions in order of the most likes so if you see that post i do every week even if you can't be arsed asking a question go below and like people's questions that you want asked okay so the one with the most likes this week was from bobby axelrod and i think it's an interesting one what are your thoughts on players like Jabba the Hutt hitting the leaderboard and winning cards with teams they've sniped from listing errors? So for people who aren't aware of this, in a nutshell, Jabba the Hutt is an account that built the bot that basically bought people who people's cards that were dramatically underpriced that were a mistake. So whatever way he built it, if you went and listed Gravenbirch for 0.1 instead of 1 eighth by mistake or any other infinite examples like that, this bot just bought them up in a heartbeat and you couldn't like get it back it's done you know the transaction's gone so i don't think there's anything illegal about it in terms of like so rare's rules it's more like it's like farting in an elevator it's frowned upon it's not illegal <laughs> um so i don't think so rare can necessarily ban him but it does leave a sour taste in the mouth and morally it just feels wrong that this fucker's on leaderboards winning cards do you know definitely i think i think there's um I think he's yeah he's obviously got a lot of cards of a lot of people from having this bot which I didn't even realise was even allowed until a month ago or whatever minute it sort of popped up. But yeah, I think it's definitely a moral annoyance for a lot of us because we want people to buy players, do well, grow, back the platform, and he's just not doing that for me. He's just backing himself, just trying to skank people out of cards which you'll never give him back. And then he's mm. winning more cards out of it. So yeah, I don't. I personally, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Um, I don't know a bit of bit of karma. I don't know him getting it back or something, or him making a mistake. I don't know. But yeah, I don't like seeing him on the leaderboard. No, no, personally, no. Scumbag, yeah. as you'd say. Fucking scumbag. <laughs> so Jabba the Hot, <laughs> aka Dune CFC. If he tries to trade with you, buy with you, sell to you, just don't deal with him. Just ignore um, him because he's an absolute scumbag. If he's yeah. giving you the best deal in the world, don't give him it. Just don't give him it. Unless he makes yeah. a mistake, then prey on it. Um, but yeah, I kind of asked so rare about this one. Now, this isn't an official stance and I didn't ask for like, I didn't actually say, could I talk about this? But basically what I, I was kind of met with was um, you can't just, thick, you can't, you can't, ban bots it's impossible because that's actually people's own devices and software and whatever else you can't really police that but what you can do is make a product that makes that like botting uneconomical it makes it hard so you, you better ux design to make it tough and in fairness to so rare whenever jab of the hut was initially kind of 
outed. They've brought in this new timer. You'll notice if you ever go to list a card, there's like a two minute timer before it goes up and you kind of get it. Are you sure you can cancel this? Are you sure? Are you sure? Um, so I feel like they've done their part really. Um, I don't think, yeah. I don't I think, think there's two sides, right? Part of me feels no one in the community would begrudge them or be annoyed if they went and banned Jabba the Hutt and said, you know what? You're a scumbag. But then how do you even do that? Your man owns the cards. Like, do you just like say you're not allowed on so rare with them anymore? Go and sell them an open sea? Or like, do you, yeah, how do you even do that? A bit. But by putting the two minute thing in, and we're all adults and we all know to use a computer or a phone or whatever, you just got to be more vigilant because we don't want people like him to win. So I think people just need to be vigilant because if you, you know, like I've, I've done it when I've been drunk or paying attention to list the player the wrong price and lost him. And if you're going to be, you know, using money, using cards, you want to get money back out of or ETH or, you know, whatever, you've got to be. Able yeah, accountable as well. I, could be, I, can't, I mm. think we can blame him to a certain point, but we're pressing the buttons and putting the prices up. So, yeah, I think if everyone just makes sure they're doing the right things and checks the too many things, then he really shouldn't get too many, you know, should make too many, too many bot wind out of it, effectively. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't feel... It, uh, the bottom line is, my thoughts are, it's not nice, and I hope the fucker doesn't win anything. But at the same yeah. time, I don't know what can really be done. Like, mm. is banning him an option? Is that does that set a precedence where like there's other things people do or other things that people could do that I don't know, it just like sets the bar or it kind of means that like if it's not written into the rules or if there's not something about it, I, I don't know how they go about that. Bottom line is I'm not educated enough to give a better answer. No. Um the sheer give you an fact idea. aren't banned is his is his green light, isn't it? If bots are banned, they, they can't be. Then that'd be the way. He, he's not doing anything illegal, like they say. So you've got to just be wary of him. And, you know, what else can you yeah. do? Um, scumbag. Just to give you an idea, five, scumbag. <laughs> five months ago, which is kind of mid boom, he picked up Lorenzo Insignia for 0.1, which was 151 oh. quid. He picked up Depay for 0.1. He picked up, oh. there's so many of them. There's so many of them there for like stupid prices. But enough airtime for Jabba the Wanker. Um, yes. Yes. That's his new name. On to the next one. So there's a like, every, there's like three likes on loads of things then. So there, there's loads of them. Uh, the one you alluded to earlier was the Everton DC question of, do you think if you explained the Shakhtar Donetsk situation to a new user, mm. you'd put them off so rare as it's weird and stupid? I don't think it would bring them to so rare. If it's enough to put you off so rare, you probably don't want to be on in the first place. But it's, it is confusing. It's unnecessary confusing. So I do think yeah. they'd want to add that league sooner rather than later. Or at mm -hmm. least coverage for that league if they can't have all the teams. Yeah, it might be an Opta thing as well. Because you've had this Opta thing before, and we maybe Opta can't cover their league yet because they haven't got the people there, but they can cover the Champions League because they have people at those games. So it could be something linked to that as well. Mm. Um, on to the next one. Let's see. Marco Sullivan, with the addition of the Austrian League, how are both of you deciding which players are worthwhile to go for or not? So, have you given much time to it? Um, I've I've had a quick look, and obviously the Salzburg players, the players that everyone's chasing after, and a bit of Latin players, but I think you need to spend a lot of time searching to get those good players in the, the gyms. And I personally haven't spent much time doing that. I've, I've mm. kind of I'm, I'm busy working and doing other stuff and, and I've only got a certain amount of time personally to do it so I think anyone who's got the time and the energy will definitely pick up some some useful players there 
but for me now I've I've been quite lazy if I'm honest I've, I've just let other people just go and hit it and I'm going to watch their scores and just keep an eye on it from afar I think personally if I've got too many cards ready mm. how about you John you, you going to go from? no you see I have I have and, uh, Brendan Aronson who's obviously going to be very useful now once a few have been issued, once we're sort of 20, 30 cards deep, I'll have a look at secondary and maybe pick up a forward for Salzburg um, and see how that goes. I, I have actually bought a forward. I actually bought one card, uh, a, a number one of 100, a Dami or a Dami, whatever his name is. I, I did a really quick five-minute sort of um, research and he looked handy. And I say anyone that I've actually bought him and I thought, right, stop buying players. I'm trying to, I'm trying to have a, mm. a skim, not a buy. So, yeah. I mean, Aronson's obviously a good card. That's a good, uh, good card for you to have, isn't it? That old card, I take it. Uh, yeah, I had it for yeah. collectible reasons for a long yeah. time. I wish I'd trained him more in the interim. But uh, I'm just looking through here. Like, for me, I'm a very lazy... Like, there's content creators out there who really delve into football, who really get into it, and who research players and give you a really in-depth strategy. Like, Quinny and all, he knows his football inside out. He's a coach and everything. I'm a lazy bastard when it comes to this sort of stuff. Do you know, I look at the stats, I look at the numbers once they're there for me to look at and I'll make a decision. I don't have it in me to go fucking around on football and all these other things and trying to work out who <laughs> suits the matrix and then buying them before. Because like I'll go on to so rare data, I'll click it and there's only like two games scored and I'm just like, oh, that's not enough of a sample size for me to make a decision. So my edge is not there. There are definitely people yeah. out there who have the edge, who have the knowledge, who have the... I don't know why Scout who have these different things where they can go and they know what they're looking for. They know the matrix inside out and they can go and say, this guy is probably going to be a monster because he does this, he does this, he has ball recoveries, he has that. And that's their and edge that's, and that's um, their thing. Yeah. And that's, the and that's where I think these, these, these other products that are coming in are, are going to help that. And, mm. and I, I've, as you probably have, and what there's a lot of us have is you, you make little subgroups and you've got chat groups and people discord and there's people out there that have got the knowledge and, and one of the WhatsApp groups I was on a little while ago there was this bloke on there and he knows everything about the the, um, the Dutch league and everyone was just hammering him with questions and they'll be the same with this last year and they get you know, there'll be an in somewhere someone will have a doing phone and he'll just get you know ticked at about players and you'll just gain that information over time with mm. the stats and the scores and so I think it's just like you say. It's a time thing. If you've got time, yeah. If you haven't, wait and see. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through the, the auctions there for today. I was just having a look. Obviously, Belgium have been added. I just want to give a shout out to Hans van der Bruggen. He has a great picture this year. Fair play to him. He's the old thumbs up, having a ball. Everyone else is all serious. Hans by the side, trying to look handsome for the Instagram or whatever. Hans van der Bruggen, thumbs up. Big man doesn't give a fuck. That's my type of oh. player. I'm actually going to stick a bit on him, purely for his photo. <laughs> I'm trying to find him now. Yeah, yeah. You'll see him. He's uh, half a page down the first page of new signings. Oh, um, yeah, I like that. Good man. Nice photo, isn't it? Fair play to him. Yeah. So, next question. Um, Aaron Johns, serious question time. What would be the best advice to users on a sub 1K budget? Oh, it's hard because neither of us are on a sub 1k budget yeah um, but we've we, i've got people in in a whatsapp group on that and i've given them loads of advice and i'll please re repeat that advice of use your common keeper if you've got a good one don't waste all that budget on keeper you know concentrate on a league you know a, a, deep, uh, a global so you can grind some ETH or a division you know about if you live in asia do an asia league or if you live in america do an MLS because you know the players yeah, you'll be that's your edge. So use whatever edge you've got 
and buy carefully. Don't buy too many players. You know, use that a thousand pounds to buy yourself ten good players rather than twenty five. You know, in and out substandard rubbish players. You know, really fully focus in on the players you're buying. And if you can use a common keeper, use a common keeper, and then build. Use you know that that money is a building block on the first stage of your kind of your game. I'd say. Mm. I just I'd echo that. I think I'd even go one further and say buy four players, keep a common keeper, buy four players for two hundred and fifty quid each, who are going to get you in and around that two fifty score each week. And if on a fluke week you win a card, amazing. You have another card. You can sell him. You can trade him. You can build. And that's just <laughs> the way you have to go. But in saying that, obviously a bit more depth is great. But I think with a grand at the minute, you don't you don't have the luxury of depth personally. Um, but what I do think is that. In the next few weeks, maybe month or two max, uh, we'll be seeing this progression and progression bar and whatever else, and maybe the the sort of meta strategy will go out the window and there'll be a new way to play. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see that. There'll be another mm-hmm. so rare beginners tutorial coming out my YouTube channel whenever that happens. Um, but yeah, uh, Sean yeah, O'Neill, so- Messi's moved to PSG. What price does his one of a hundred go for? <laughs> God, God knows. I'm looking forward to him coming on the platform because people are going to go absolutely bananas, aren't they? I'll go one better, uh, but whatever price the one of 100 goes for, I honestly have no idea. I have no idea. Nah. A few ETH more, but the real qu- what does his unique go for? I reckon you're looking at hundreds of thousands of pounds because you'll get Five. a, a way who's, who's got enough money just to put half a million pounds into him or whatever they want, basically. Yeah. I reckon you are looking at you're looking at minimum minimum for me 300 350 grand probably closer to half a mil I reckon yeah if you're a millionaire if you've got millions and millions of pounds you're gonna do it yeah how collectible that is as the first officially licensed messy unique NFT with the utility that'll come with it for a couple of years when the Mm. Ronaldo during the boom went for like what 280 grand or something a messy mm. well maybe maybe prices will be a bit suppressed now from that boom but i mean i, I could see 300 grand plus easy yeah definitely i mean it'd be an interesting watch trying i mean i obviously wouldn't bid in <laughs> but it'd be an yeah. interesting watch to just sit and watch that and just be in complete awe of the whale whales in action mm. bozel asks we have a new league added which contains 12 new clubs how do you think the additions of new leagues will affect pricing of the current pool of players and our current galleries so for me, the bottom line in this is supply and demand. The supply is increasing, but if the demand is increasing in line, it shouldn't really matter too much. But, yeah, I mean, there's I obviously 12 new clubs worth of players have been added. As I said, it makes under, it, there's some really good under-23 options there, some really dominant challenger options there. It does make competing a bit harder. But I think it's a positive add in those leagues, and I think over time, one day, there's enough users and there's enough clubs they will transition to a more league-based system instead of this challenger and champion stuff what do you think yeah it would definitely evolve but i think the same as you i think it's good that you've got more players more players for prize pools more players for people to buy so yeah supply and demand same as you said really it doesn't not overly i mean we're going to start winning these cards as well so we'll get be more familiar with them so but yeah yeah not fussed about it too much I'm not really too interested in them personally, but if I get a couple of good ones, I probably will be. Yeah. Um, 
KS Cards George has a couple of questions, so we'll answer one of them here. Do you think that Lukaku price will rise with the move to Chelsea? Do you think Chelsea is a good move for Lukaku's scores? Good question. Um, I think he probably will rise out of hype, but I don't think it's a good move for his scores. He's been on fire at Inter. Yeah, and the, and the team, Conte made them good, and the team is all built around him. So Chelsea, I don't know. It's a good question. I think, yeah, like you say, his price will rise because, yeah, it's a big move. Whether his scores will get better, I don't know. I'm going to say no, because the Premier League's difficult. Yeah, harder like, than Italy. I think, at best, his scores are the same. I don't think it gets better from here. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, on the same issue, yeah. I think, like, if he maintains what he did in Italy, it's amazing. And the hype that'll come from doing it in the Premier League is obviously good for his price. But I don't think that, like, I think maintaining his level of output at Inter in the Premier League would be a massive ask. <laughs> Um, no, it's too, 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 it's too much. It's too difficult here. Just mm. in comparison, league-wise, I'd say yeah, definitely. I think it'd be yeah, you struggle to get those scores easily. Yeah, every week, that's for sure. Mm. We answered Del Boy's question. Uh, last one to wrap up, Marco Sullivan. Did we already ask that? Yeah, we asked the first one. We didn't ask the second. We'll skip uh, the second based on just picking one more before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, K. At Questo 09. Now that my the new now that the new my so rare section is available, both of us scroll through and tell us your worst purchase. I have to pick a different one than Sangari during during the boom. And your best purchase hidden gem that's come good or got lucky with a move. So mm. I don't know if you had a look at this one or if you had a thought. Um I seen yeah, a player please. earlier that I think I messed up on. Um and I'm gonna go and have a quick look at him. I so think was it worst player and best player? The worst purchase you've made and the best purchase you've made. Okay. All right, I'm thinking. Uh, what else? So, on the 12th of March, what was the price of Ethereum? Mm. March. Let me see. If I can find this, I'll find you. March yeah. 12th, it was about 1,800 quid. Well, this isn't maybe the worst one ever, but for Calvin Stangs, when ETH was 1,800 quid, I paid 0.7. Which is twelve hundred and sixty quid, and at the minute he's selling for about seven hundred, so there's about five hundred quid of a loss there. Wow. I think if we look at it in the short term, um, there's probably someone worse in my gallery. I'm looking at them. Crap and Diado was a pretty shit buy when you think about it. Um, the move kind of killed him for me. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good, was it, for him at all? A lot of people hyped him as well. Thought mm. it was the demand, but yeah, he didn't he did it. Yeah. He was one he of my could... first big purchases like of the players he was my first like at the time when he was a Bruges he was elite and he was like my first like splash the cash type of player yeah I think my best signing to date is I managed to pick up a Sebastian Zemanski super rare this is in December for 0.32 ETH so £145 hmm. that's been my best purchase that's what I think it was the that's first awesome. super rare I bought as well which is unreal isn't it I just That's crazy. I yeah. think it was like a three in the morning. I'd just come back from working, whatever, and I'd, I'd just turn on my phone and it was just there. I just got lucky. So That's unreal, yeah. Definitely my best, yeah. Do, do you know, sorry, Morts, I'm like actually kind of zoned out here. Would you know what I'm saying? On so rare data, I didn't realize, and it's mad that I didn't know this. Like, this is actually mad because I use it all the time. I didn't realize that the price directly under the player is the image you paid for them. I always kind of assumed that was like a average or something weird. I know the price on the left is like, three-day average and the price on the right is the best market price the middle mm. one's what you've paid i've got some crackers there 
Yeah. Um, when you look back, when you look back at your your, your purchases, you go, "Wow, you know, it's, been, it's mad, isn't it?" How? Where's Zelensky? I paid not. I paid thirty quid for Zelensky. <sighs> He's worth like a grand now. That's yeah, that, that's Jordan pre-boom. I bought Brendan Aronson for point one two months ago, like months and months and months ago. He's um, worth so much more now. <laughs> I think actually one of my favourites and then we'll wrap up with the 137 game was I got Charles de Cadillary from Pavel during the kind of ETH crash a couple of months ago for 0.125 which was I stole him at the time and now he's worth about 0.4 um, and, and this has obviously risen so that's disgusting <laughs> yeah I'm happy with that so yeah, that was a good wrong. thorough answer yeah I can't Let's... think of my worst I was trying to think of my worst but I've not got pretty loud <laughs> So, <laughs> could, could go for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Just to close your eyes and point at one on the screen. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, look, we'll wrap up with the 137 game. You've Everyone who's going to be in the podcast in August has their work cut out. Um, you'll win some So Rare merch and 137pm merch. JW, a.k.a. John, a.k.a. Fantasy Gaffer last week, put up the best score so far. He beat Professor Techers by one point. He got 132, and I actually think when you break it down, it was like decimal points. Um, he had Muller, who scored 43, and he would Steph Peters, who scored 89. He's sitting on 132. So give me two players for okay. the upcoming game week that you think will combine for that total, 137. Well, I'm going to go for my Dynamo Moscow little favourite bundle. I always bundled together. So I've got um, Daniel Fomin, midfielder. And yeah. Sebastian Szymanski, because Fomin's been on penalties and Szymanski's been on fire, so I'm hoping that between them they'll get me close. Yeah, that could happen. Um, if they Mel, have another good week, yeah. MDJ Mel once picked two absolute clinkers who scored like 180 points or something stupid, <laughs> but that was like miles off the total. Um, but she's like the highest point total so far. Uh, right. So yeah, good luck with that, Mortz. We'll, uh, we'll chase that up next week on the show. Would you want to plug cool. anything or tell people where they can find you? Uh, yeah, just a Mort's on everything. So Mort's on Sobre, uh, Mort's on Twitter. Um, they're my main two ones. Um, if anyone wants any help, give me a buzz. Love chatting so rare. Um I've got a weird bunch of lads that I'm with in a WhatsApp group with. Uh, a strange bunch, but I, I've grown to love them. It's like a little <laughs> tr- little tribe of so rare rights. Um, um, yeah, and that's a little shout out to that lot because it's, it's a really good little group, and I think it's really good for people to get groups if you can get groups. Don't make them too big, make them quite small groups so you don't have all the rubbish, you know, so that you can all help each other, ask each other about trades. Mm. You can tell each other about people to avoid, like the blooming, the bot guy, the, the, the bot guy, you know, you can help each other. So I think there's a lot of help out there, and use all the, use all the functions you can get, anything to help you buy and sell and, and trades. So I think it's definitely a big part of it. The community is massive. And I think it's a really good fun part of the, the, the actual game is the community, not just the game. So mm. that would be my one thing I'd say about so I'll absolutely love it. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. I can't advise. And I know it's tough to be a lot of people out there who are new to the community and they don't really have these smaller groups to join. But all you have to do is be engage on Discord, engage on Twitter, engage on wherever else people are talking about so rare. Maybe there's something over on Facebook and over time you'll make connections and you'll make it happen because having that signboard of like-minded people is invaluable. But Mortz, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much for your time and I'm sure I'll chat to you again soon. Thank you for having me. Cheers, John. 
Okay, so I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. I chatted the ear off Mort's this week. Do you know, I had a lot to say this week compared to last week when I was significantly more hungover. But I hope you enjoyed it. Leave a review if you haven't already. It really, really helps. And another big thing you can do is share this on social media, Twitter, Instagram, wherever. Just make sure you tag me. It'd be really appreciated. Next week's guest is going to be another great one. And there's a lot happening in So Rare. So make sure you subscribe to catch all future episodes. And again, a big, big thank you from me and 1.37pm for listening. Thank you.